what's going on guys it's evening time and uh, <clears throat> welcome to Wednesday so um, had a amazing day today um, got a chance to tattoo my boy Assad uh, who is uh, one of Lacey's longtime acquaintances and uh, Chris's uh, cousin so that was an awesome experience. Got to do another memorial for Chris. Um, but uh, outside of that, I'd like to talk very seriously about um, what has developed in my mind and how I feel like I've grown and what being a good partner looks like to me in the context of relationships compared to what I thought that was when I was younger. You know, a lot of the times with these videos, I like to talk like, is if I'm talking to the younger me and you know, the younger me, um, I mean, like I tried to be like a real suave kind of gentleman, you know, and I'd like to say that I kept a lot of that gentlemanly qualities in my, um, you know, who I am and what I do and what I find to be important. You know, um, I'm definitely like a hopeless romantic. I, I would say not hopeless, but a romantic period. But um, as time has gone on, I've started to redefine what love means to me. And, you know, when I was younger, I was under the impression that love and, and being a good partner was like, you know, you held hands and you told each other how much you love each other all the time. And you just get along and you're into all of the same stuff. And you guys are just, you know, finishing each other's thoughts. And it's so cute and so amazing and so this, that and the other. But I've come to define that in a majorly different way as I've started to get older and as my, what I'd like to think of my um, thought processes about what love looks like to me and what being a good partner in the context of, you know, relationships and, and the future and everything like that. And um, obviously, you know, because I lost Cassie, you know, um, and, uh, you know, Lacey lost Chris, you know, and her partner of almost 18 years or 18 some odd years. I can't even imagine losing somebody like that that had been with you for so long, as painful as it was to lose, um, you know, Cassie, let alone, you know, the father of your children, all that stuff. Um, it has put in my mind a very strong impulse to realize how short our lives are here how important it is to be the type of man that when I die, that I will be able to say that I was proud of my actions and how important it is for me to be able to say that I, when I, when I pass, I want to be able to say that my partner and that my children and everybody as they're looking down at that casket, getting lowered into the ground can say, man, my dad, my husband, my friend, my, whatever it is, you know, I was those person that those people can say, man, that motherfucker was a real one. And that he was about, really we won't just being fucking real and being honest authentic and i think that what i've learned about being a partner in this case is that like it's not pretty it's not easy you know um lacy and i have committed to doing something i recommend anybody that's in a you know a strong relationship or you know a long-term relationship or any type of relationship partnership of any kind businesses or otherwise and we're starting to do like a meetup once a week where we're going to meet up early before work and we're going to talk and we're going to, you know, deal with what's going on in our lives and really like plan it out and make things fucking happen. Now, 
the younger me would have been like, man, that's not fucking romantic at all. Like you guys should just know you should be on the same page. It should just be natural. The older me thinks that the younger version of me is kind of a fool because that, I mean, that's why they call it puppy love because it's like a puppy. You're chasing them around. You're hopping up and eh, I'm so happy, blah, blah, blah. But Real love is fucking messy, guys. It is so fucking messy. And it's something that requires, it's not for the fucking faint of heart. And, you know, one of the things that works so well for me, at least, is that Lacey and I are like total fucking polar opposite human beings. Like, <laughs> absolutely polar opposite human beings. We have different shit that irritates us. We have different shit, you know, um, that we think about all kinds of stuff. Um, we come from different social backgrounds. We come from different everything that you can imagine. Um, but yeah, just like Tiffany says here, um, you know, it's, it's based on, on love and trust. And, you know, the thing about like trust for me, for example, this is a great segue on that is that, you know, it's something that people often say, it's like, it's difficult to get back if not impossible. And once it's broken, it's, it's gone forever. Now, most of the time, 99% of the time, I agree with that. But I'd like to say that I have this one, one kind of like caveat to that. And that's that when you really look at one, one big thing is that trust, it needs to be built on boundaries and it needs to be built on strong communication. And like one of the things that I came to the conclusion of today while we were having our talk is that like, you know, um, it's actually as weird as it is, it's like on the shoulders of the person who needs to have their needs met to communicate exactly clearly and authentically about how to have their needs met in their relationship. But so often we want to assume that just because we're with that person, just because they're around us all the time, just because we think they should know what we fucking want, that they're gonna. And that's just not true. It's not that simple. It's, I mean, it is simple. But it's not that kind of simple because if you think about it, the idea that they should just know because you want them to know is like fucking magic. That's like trying to get telekinesis to work. Whereas the simplicity of saying, hey, this is a need that I have in the context of our relationship and I would really like to have it met. What can we do to meet in the middle and make sure that that need gets met? And all of a sudden, <laughs> that person's willing to do it. I think if more people would sit down and have these kinds of conversations before they get balls deep into something, they're going to be a lot more likely to have lasting relationships. This is also, too, why, strangely enough, if you look at a lot of history, up until very recently, most marriages were arranged marriages. And is weird and, uh, you know, like, just bizarre that sounds to like our, our minds in modern times, because, you know, it has to be about love. Um, a lot of, and even in the context of modern times, a lot of arranged marriages lasted very fucking well because it was based on both of them understanding what roles they had in a relationship. Now that might've been religious roles. That might've been some gender roles that are maybe a little bit antiquated nowadays and stuff, but that is, in reality is what that that boils down to is that successful partners have roles that are defined in the context of their relationships. Um, and hey man, that's lucky. That's awesome that you have that, Tiffany. Um, uh, <laughs> I can trust my husband. To, oh, I can't trust my husband to know anything about community. But that's real. That's a perfect example. Thanks for getting out, uh, you know, and being vulnerable and even talking about that stuff. That's powerful stuff. Even after 20 years, you still have to communicate what you want. And hey, honey, thanks for the like bomb there. 
Um, got lazy in the house now. Um, but like it's, it's become more and more painfully aware to me that the idea of love just being perfect off the bat. Yes, you are. You've arrived, babe. <laughs> that Like it's just going to be like exactly what we want it to be without us molding it into that thing is not only laughable, it's dangerous. It puts us into positions where we're going to hurt one another, where we're going to do things that we don't want to have done or, or, or maybe even do things that we're not going to be proud of. And so to me, what being a good partner has become, um, and especially, I mean, like I was really powerfully changed by some of our communication this morning. Like I said, we had like a little meeting. We're doing that regularly now. I highly recommend people do that if you're in any type of relationship, um, especially romantic or business partnerships and like express yourself. And like, I found myself being like, okay, like, wow, there's like, there's actually things that both of us are, are at times irritated with and things that both of us would like to have addressed. And it, it humanized the interactions between the two of us, because I think that both of us were able to walk out of that, maybe not necessarily feeling like, Hey, we just got everything fucking solved. And we have all the stuff in front of us fixed perfectly, or maybe not that even needs fixing, but like planned out or whatever. But what really happened is that we both walked out of there, I think, feeling more understanding of the humanity of the other person and our own humanity too. And that means that when I understand my humanity, that I have to understand I have faults, that I have difficulties, that there's pain, that there is trauma, that there's everything that you can possibly imagine. And that that Lacey, as my partner, has all of that history that's not my history, but her own history that she has to cope with, which means that both of our lives are infinitely complex and still different, but still similar. And so I find myself today, you know, as we were like, as I was tattooing Assad, um, you know, I explained that earlier. It's uh, um, Chris's cousin, a great dude. I had a wonderful time. Um, and like a thing that's become a huge part of my life and my relationship with Lacey is getting to know who Chris was and getting to see the impact and see the type of um, uh, like just relationship and everything that went along with that because that's an inextricably linked part of her and we were going to actually tattoo her with a, like a memorial piece today but we spent so much time trying to figure out what we wanted to do because we wanted it to be so perfect we ran out of time before um, Assad got there but um, that's the type of stuff that I think is so utterly powerful like on a very base level we may not always see eye to eye we may have times when we disagree we might have times when it's not easy but to me being a good partner is getting to fucking know those types of some somebody getting getting to know that part of them that is so close to their hearts and um it's just so difficult See, we're strangers in passing, working opposite shifts to take care of our son. I wish I had better communication still. It's hard, man. And I have to, like, give you, like, a big props, Tiffany, for, like, getting out of um, your comfort zone and just talking about stuff like this. You know, it's it's super powerful to be authentic like that. Um, and I would encourage you, you know, even if it's in passing, um, to try to carve some time out for you guys to have that type of interaction with one another. Um, it might not always be pretty. It might not always be amazing. It might be hard. It might be good. It could be so many different things. But what I do know is more than anything is I want to have that time with my partner where we get to be 
people together because modern times the one thing i will say is amazing as i think modern like modern times really are there's a lot of fucked up things but as amazing as i think all in all it really is i think one of the hardest things is that we're so distracted um we don't have the time to get to see who our partners are um and to live that with them you know and so i feel that i mean like we me and Lacey live in separate households she has two kids. I have a kid. We're both full-time single parents. Um, and I usually work really long hours. And, uh, you know, when she leaves halfway through the day to go take care of her kids and do the family thing. And like, we have so much respect for the way each other works, you know, and does the best that we can. It just sucks sometimes that we don't get to spend those types of times together. But what I will say is I'll take that one hour, two hours of just really solid ass communication, no matter how difficult it is to get out of ourselves and communicate and, and no matter how easy it might be i will take that two hours any day of the week over all kinds of other shit like because to me that's that's what being a partner is it's it's communicating in a powerful and vulnerable level with your partner letting them know this is who i am and this is how i'm doing and this is what I need help with, which is one of the biggest struggles that she and I have. We're very similar with that. It's hard for either one of us to ask for help. We're both fiercely independent, which can be not good sometimes. <laughs> it's really good other times though. And also getting to slow down and see your partner, you know, and I've had to practice a lot this morning, especially like had to very, very much practice active listening, slowing down, paying attention, making sure that I was trying to listen so that I could like communicate and understand, not so I could respond. Um, and I prayed about it a lot before I went in there. I spent a, a good amount of time watching videos on YouTube and reading about stuff so I could try to really be on my, my best, um, best place there. And even then I wasn't perfect by a long shot. Um, but what I did know is that even after everything, even though, um, both of us are exhausted when we went home and, uh, had to go to separate households and go handle our own stuff with our kids and stuff, um, that I left that interaction and this day feeling more connected and loving my partner um, more closely and deeply than I have felt in maybe my whole life. Um, and that's really awkward too because I've loved so many people so deeply in my life, but I've never had this type of desire where both people are just fiercely, fiercely committed to getting to know one another and work together no matter how difficult it is. And, and again, I think that I might be rambling at this point, but it's just so important. We put God between us. We put God first in our own lives and then between us so that we, when we come together, we have that buffer. So we're not trying to take things personal. We understand that the other person is just coping with their life the same way we are with ours. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't do it with anybody else at this point in time. It's just gotten to a point where like, I want to, you know, <laughs> sit here and be like, Hey, I really love you, babe. Um, you have opened my eyes to so much stuff in my life and you have really, um, changed me for the better. And I, you know, I don't think I was necessarily a bad person before. Um, so it's been amazing getting to know you and I can't wait to continue to get to know you. And it's been amazing getting to know me because I know you now. And, um, I look forward to many, many more years with this. Love you all. Love you too, babe. <laughs> Talk to you all tomorrow.